Hello, and welcome to the Dear DIY Mommy podcast. This is the show for DIY and decor lovers, all about budget-friendly home decorating, home improvement, and crafting ideas. My name is Christina Dennis, aka the DIY Mommy, and I am a DIY and decor expert here to answer all of your questions. On this week's episode, have you ever wondered how to make money as an online content creator? I am spilling the beans today and sharing my experience with you today on Dear DIY Mommy. I feel like today's episode is going to be a long one because I'm such a geek about this topic. I love blogging, YouTubing, Instagramming, and sharing exactly how I do it and exactly how I've made a full-time income doing so. So I hope you're driving somewhere really far, or I hope you're doing a really long workout, or I hope you're taking a nice long coffee break, because we're going to dive into all of the ways that I make my money online as a DIY and decor content creator. And my hope after you listen to this episode is that If you have considered doing this on the side, or if you want to build a business, a full-time business doing this, I hope that this inspires you and helps you as I share my journey and how it's worked for me. Or if you're already a content creator and you really want to monetize your passion or you want to get more income from doing so, I hope that I give you ideas for that as well. Today's question comes from Jackie, and she asked this on my 2021 blog survey, and she asked, what's been the top way you've monetized? Please share advice to someone starting as a DIY influencer. So whenever I meet someone and we get into the topic of what we each do for a living, they ask me what I do, and I say... I'm a blogger and a YouTuber, usually, because that makes kind of the most sense, usually. And then it, it's a little less now, now that it's a little bit more of a, of a thing. <laughs> but in the early years, um, people would kind of cock their head and, and say, huh, okay, I didn't know you could do that as a job. So, you know, excuse me if I ask you, how do you make income doing that? And I love this question because being an influencer, quote unquote, or a content creator, which is my preferred title, is still a relatively new career. Blogs didn't start until 2006. That was when I just got married. That was the year I got married. That was around when blogging started, maybe 2005, maybe. And then YouTube started, I believe, in 2011. And, you know, all the other, um, Facebook was 2007, I think, and then all of the other social medias followed after. And then most recently we've had uh, socials like TikTok coming on board. It's always growing. It's always changing, but it's still a relatively new career. And lots of people are on these socials for fun. And then there's a lot of people that are actually making a career uh, on providing content on social media, whether it's entertaining or educational or inspiring. There's still a lot of mystery on how people actually make money as an online content creator, but I'm usually really open on how I make money 
as a DIY decor blogger, YouTuber, and social media content creator. I, number one, because it's just so fun to talk about and I'm really lucky that I'm doing a career that I actually mostly really enjoy. Like any job, there's stuff that I do not enjoy, but mostly, you know, 75 to 90% of the time, I love this job. So it's really fun to talk about how it works. And also, I always want to be really open to my community as to how exactly I make my money. So it's not this mysterious thing or people think that I'm misleading them. So that's also really important to me. I want to be an open book about this. So I'm really happy to share that with all of you today, just in case you're curious about it in general, or if you want to start your own online career or grow your current one. In 2017, I wrote a blog post and I called it how I make a full-time income blogging. And the things that I'm sharing today are, are quite similar to that blog post. However, I no longer consider myself solely a blogger. My blog, the DIYMommy.com, will always be my home base. But now over the past five years or so, I've had greater success with video creation. So that's been my main source of income for the DIY Mommy brand, uh, but there's still income from the blog as well, and I'll get into that in a little bit. So I have been making a full-time income for a few years now, probably for about five years now. So I know everybody has a different idea as to what, quote, full-time income, unquote, is. I totally understand that. But for me, that was when Sean could quit his job and I could support our family's bills and expenses solely from the DIY mommy. So that's how, that's when I considered my uh, business to have a full-time income. I never thought it would get to that point. When I started my blog back in 2009, it was just for fun. Um, my daughter was six months old at the time. And as much as I loved being a mom, and of course I still love it, I had sold my web design and graphic design company before she came uh, because it was just so overwhelming and I knew that it wouldn't work with having a family. But then as soon as my first daughter turned six months, I just had this urge to have some sort of creative outlet, just something that I could share uh, my passion on and, and just trying to find a community that I could share my love of DIY with. So that's when I started the blog and I started writing about uh, just crafts that I was doing. So baby dresses I was sewing and you know baby soother holders and all of that stuff and how I made that stuff and then in 2013 my husband Sean and I built our house so mostly he built it but in that process I learned a lot about DIY home renovation you know did lots of floor installation and trim installation and that was the first time that I reached out to sponsors to work with me on my blog so in my blog post and that was 2012 13 was kind of the time where bloggers were a thing and they were actually working with companies and doing sponsored post agreements and starting to actually make income other than google ad income from their blogs so once i started doing that i started kind of seeing more income from my blog. I got a super cool long-term sponsorship with a brand that I loved. And then it just kind of grew from there. So about 2017, I started making the full-time income. And then two years ago, once my YouTube channel kind of took off and there were some more opportunities and 
and more um, sponsorships and ad income and all of that, I knew that, you know, Sean could definitely come and work with me. So last year he did work with me full time. Um, and then we're going to continue doing that from now on until, you know, until we can. <laughs> so uh, that's been huge. I've never would have thought that, you know, my little blog would become this, this really fun DIY brand and it would be the blog, the YouTube channel, Instagram, etc., etc. Yeah, I'm really proud of how that happened. Um, it, I'm not going to lie. It's, it was a ton of work. There's definitely things that I've sacrificed because I've worked so much on, on my content and, and building this business. But now finally, this is 13 years later, almost, I'm at this point where now, you know, we can outsource a lot of things. So I'm not working so many hours in the day. So I actually have evenings to chill. I'm actually recording this podcast at 8.30 p.m. However, usually I have evenings off now. But yeah, like like any self-employed business, you know, we're going away this weekend. So I have to record the podcast in the evening so that we can have time with the family this weekend. But then that's the benefit of having your own business and having an online business is you can work extra for a little bit and then take as much time off as you want and schedule all your content out. So it's a super cool business that way. I love it. Sean loves it. He's so supportive. I'm so grateful for him. He's an electrician by trade. He's a general contractor. So his skill set really works well and complements mine. And he's really uh, helped like up the game in my videos. Um, we're so grateful that we can support our whole family through the DIY mommy. And we both realize that we cannot take any of my readers, my viewers, any members of this community for granted. So thank you for listening to this podcast today. I know that there's so many other podcasts you can listen to and you chose to listen to this one. So I really appreciate that. And I never, ever want to take you or anybody that has decided to spend some time with me for granted. This job is amazing. It's busy. It's wonderful. And I can't picture myself doing anything else with my life. So after that long-winded intro, I'm going to share in order of most income to least income, how I've monetized my DIY and decor online content creation business. So I'll start with the one that brings in the most income, go down to the one with the least, and just kind of give you an overview on how that all works. So number one source of income for me is YouTube ads. Once you reach a certain number of views and subscribers on your YouTube channel, my channel is called the DIY mommy. You can monetize it through ads. YouTube will serve ads before, during, and, or after your videos. And then you earn a percentage of the ad revenue. So if you have a high number of views on your channel, you can make several thousand dollars per month on this ad revenue alone. So this is a fantastic way to get residual income but you do need to keep your channel updated. So residual income is that income that just kind of you get when you're sleeping, right? So you, you don't have to work specifically for that income. However, it's not truly residual. And I don't, I don't, don't believe any income really is, but it's not truly residual in the sense that you always have to keep your YouTube channel engaging and updated and have fresh content in order to keep this ad revenue coming in. So this fresh content and this community engagement that hopefully you can you know, continue to have is gonna keep that ad revenue flowing. 
I recommend posting one video a week and that seems to be for me the optimal consistency for the channel. What I always say for YouTube is consistency is more important than volume. So if you feel like, you know, you're just beginning with your YouTube channel and you can only do one video every two weeks, one video every month, that's totally fine, but just make it consistent. So have one video every two weeks for, for three years, you know, I've seen so many people post, you know, five videos in a week or five videos in a month, and then they get burnt out and they don't post again. So the beauty of, of all of this stuff I'm talking about is you can create content and then schedule it out whenever you want. So I'm not that smart with this yet. Oh, I should be after all these years. But you know, if you're smart, you can schedule your time, you can block your time over the week. You know, today is content creation day. You know, tomorrow is going to be editing day, the next day is going to be bookkeeping day, whatever. And then finish all your content and schedule it out for the next few weeks. So YouTube ads is number one. The second largest source of income for me is sponsored YouTube videos. So it's also YouTube related. Starting my YouTube channel in 2015 was the best business decision that I've made. I never thought that I would be on YouTube. I was very uncomfortable with the idea of being on camera, but it works so well for DIY tutorials and room makeovers because people love to see that movement, that transformation, those visuals. So it was such a great, um, such a great decision for me. And then I was able to sign on to a fantastic YouTube network, a Canadian one that has some wonderful connections with brands that I love. Um, and they basically, so, so if you sign on to a YouTube network, what they generally do is they take a portion of your ad revenue, but then hopefully they help you to get more sponsored content. They help you to get, um, to do better with your channel, give you tips and tricks. So that really helped. I signed with them, uh, for three years ago. So that's also been fantastic. So anyway, back to the second highest, uh, revenue for us, which is sponsored YouTube videos. A sponsored YouTube video is when a company pays you and they give you a product in exchange for you sharing the product on your channel, so in a video. This can bring in a lot of income once you're more established as a content creator and you have an engaged community. However, this one can be the trickiest one to execute. It can be difficult to share that product in a natural way. You don't want it sounding like a sales pitch and you also want to make sure that every sponsored post that you share is a product that you absolutely believe in because people can tell when you don't believe in the product or when you haven't even tried the product. I've seen that so many times. So it's definitely a lot of work. Say if a sponsor pitches you something, uh, you'll, you'll probably want to say, Hey, you know, sounds great, but I've never tried this. Can I try it for three months or however long you need to try it to have a good idea what it does. You also need to disclose your sponsorship very clearly in your sponsored YouTube video so that number one, you don't lose your audience's trust. That's so important. And number two, so that you don't get in trouble legally. So in the States and Canada, there's both uh, different legal issues with not disclosing that you are taking part in a paid sponsorship relationship. This is true on across all of the social medias. You always have to disclose that you are being sponsored, 
Even if you're not getting paid, even if a brand is just giving you a product to try, you have to disclose that that product was gifted to you just so people know that that's probably why you're sharing it. Even if you absolutely love it, you have to say, hey, I got this for free, but here's why I love it. One way I like to execute sponsored work is to make the content educational. So whether it's through a DIY tutorial or a room makeover, I really try to offer value to my readers. Sometimes this works. Sometimes I don't do a good job of this. Another thing I love about this career is that I'm always learning. I I make lots of mistakes with how maybe I edit things or produce things or my ideas. And then I'm able to go back and try to figure out why it didn't work and then try something new. With sponsored work, you have to make both the sponsor and your viewer happy. So it's kind of this fine dance that you're doing. It does take a lot of practice, but it can be a very rewarding source of income. The third source that I have is blog display ads. When you have a certain amount of monthly visits to your blog, you can join what's called an ad network and have them display uh, ads on your blog. So in the sidebar at the top pop-ups, etc., etc. There are many ad network options out there. You can even start with something like Google AdSense. I'm part of one called AdThrive. I moved to AdThrive from a previous network a couple years ago and it's been one of my best business moves. They've not only paid me more, but they've helped me optimize my website for search and for my readers. So how do they work? When a visitor clicks on one of those display ads, the advertiser pays your network, which in turn pays you. So the more visitors you have to your blog, the more money you can make through those pay-per-click or pay-per-view display ads. So this can also be a great source of residual income, the income that you can make even while you're sleeping. And I always recommend having a blog because that's one thing that is completely your own. So unlike social media channels, they could shut down anytime. They could delete your content anytime they want. You don't own the social media, but a blog post or a blog rather, you own that, you own the URL, you own all that content. So it's I always recommend for everybody to have a blog, no matter what sort of social media influencer you are. The next source of income that I have is affiliate links. So those are a special text or image link in your blog post. You can pop them in your YouTube video description. You can put them in Instagram stories, Facebook, etc., and they lead to a product for purchase. So a product on a brand's website, not yours. When someone clicks on the link and then purchases an item, you get a small commission. So, I mean, it can be anywhere from like 2% to 11%, 12%, really depends on the business, the brand. There's lots of affiliate programs out there, but my personal favorites are the Amazon affiliate program and the reward style program. I'm also a Cricut affiliate through ShareSale and I sell so many Cricuts. It's last year was wild. Uh, and I sell those mostly through my YouTube video description links. So I have a few pretty thorough Cricut tutorials, and then I have links in the description box. You can click on the link, buy a Cricut, and then I get a percentage of the sale. So I find uh, affiliate links work best when you've actually purchased the item, you know what you're talking about, and you've raved about it, you know, explained why you love it, and styled it or used it in your own unique way. The next source of income for me is sponsored Instagram posts. Like sponsored YouTube videos, sponsored Instagram posts involve a company paying you to share their product. 
These are usually quite a bit less work to create than a full YouTube video. So YouTube videos can be anywhere from, you know, five minutes to 20, 30 minutes. However, you still need to make the post valuable. And I've learned this the hard way on Instagram. A while ago, I would just post an Instagram post that says, hey, you know, with a static image, go check out the full blog post at blah, blah, blah. And that's just not valuable to people. People aren't going to click off of Instagram to your blog or YouTube channel necessarily. They might, but making a standalone valuable Instagram post I found to be the most effective. Sometimes these sponsored Instagram posts are part of a package that includes a sponsored YouTube video, social shares, etc., etc. With the introduction of videos and reels over the past year or two on Instagram, I'm finding that sponsors are mostly wanting video content on Instagram, so I'd certainly recommend getting into video, even if it's just video shot with your your smartphone. You can make some really fantastic videos with a phone. So don't worry too much about the equipment. Worry more about, you know, the story that you want to share and how you can make your content actually valuable. The next source of income is speaking engagements or media work. These opportunities are some of my favorite, but honestly, they don't tend to make the most money, but they are to me one of the most fun and such a great learning experience for me. I've spoken at some home shows across Canada. I've spoken at a blogging conference in Atlanta, hosted a few local workshops. I filmed some commercials with uh, The Brick, with Verbo, and all of that was so exciting. I learned so much, met so many fantastic people. So once you're more established as an expert in the, your field, which I think you can do as an influencer these days, companies and events are going to seek you out as a potential speaker for them. And honestly, I got to tell you, it is so much fun. The last way that I make income as an online content creator is through Facebook video ads. This is one of the newer ways I've been making money online. It was only just last year that my Facebook page that's also called the DIY mommy finally got monetized. Like YouTube, you have to have a certain number of views on your Facebook videos before you can earn ad revenue. This is a great source of income because I'm able to slightly edit my YouTube videos, repost them to Facebook, and earn income from ads Facebook displays at the start of each video. So it's not a ton of work because I already have that video content. And that's a side note, once you get into video, once you get into any sort of content creation, you can tweak one piece of content into several different smaller pieces of content and share that across all the different socials. So you can be smart about reusing and repurposing your content so you don't have to work as hard. Here's some other potential ways on how to make money online as a content creator. I shared my main sources of income for my personal brand, but here are some other ways that I've heard of that you could make money this way. So selling digital downloads like eBooks, artwork, selling merchandise. I have some, hardly sell any. I don't really care about that right now. Uh, sponsored TikTok videos. I've had a couple, but it's still kind of a brand new thing. Uh, monetized Instagram content, which isn't quite available in Canada yet. I'm hoping it's going to come soon. You could sell and host an e-course. And then there's probably tons more that I haven't even thought of. And as the industry changes and grows, there's going to be more opportunities popping up. So there are various ways you can make, actually make money as an influencer. And I think it's important to have multiple sources of income because a lot of these sources can stop at a moment's notice. So like I mentioned earlier, you don't own these social channels, so they could at a moment's notice shut down. 
delete your content, demonetize your YouTube channel. Um, I've had my Instagram account get taken away randomly for a week and then it was given back. So these things happen. So I feel like as a content creator, you need to have all of your eggs in all of the baskets, meaning, you know, don't rely on one single source of income, have YouTube ad revenue, have your blog, have speaking engagements, whatever works for you. Make sure there's multiple ways that you can earn income in this career because everything's changing and anything could change at any time. I see so many influencers that are where they're relying solely on Instagram to make them money, whether it's through sponsored posts or affiliate links. Uh, and they don't have a blog. They don't have a YouTube channel. They don't have a Facebook page. So what happens when Instagram accidentally, you know, shuts down their, their account? What happens if Instagram one day just shuts down? What are they going to do next? So think about that and make sure that you have a few different things set up for yourself, especially a blog, because that is something that you own. And then you can also do the same with a email list because you also own that. As far as knowing what to charge for all of these sorts of things, so the ad revenue, I mean, they will decide how much money they give you. It's a pay-per-click kind of thing. But as far as, as sponsored work, so sponsored Instagram, uh, YouTube blog post. So that's going to really vary on how many views you get to your channel, how engaged your audience is. One service that you can try is called Social Blue Book. I think the URL is socialbluebook.com. You kind of connect your socials and they give you an idea on how much you could charge. You could talk to fellow influencers on how much they charge uh, if they have a similar follower count, similar sort of engagement. When influencers, when fellow content creators come to me and ask me, I'm open about it because I feel like that only benefits both of us if we know how much we're charging so that it's fair all around, right? So those are a couple ways that you can decide how much to charge. And then you can also look at how much time you actually spend creating the content and that'll help you decide as well. So I hope you enjoyed that long winded chat about how I make money online. Thank you so much for listening to that. I hope it answered some of the questions that you have about this industry. I hope Maybe it inspired some of you to either start a content creation business or grow your business to that next level. Now it is time for this week's challenge. Are you interested in making money online as a content creator? Or maybe you're a creator already and you want to work towards that full time earning status. Let me know in the comments at the DIYMommy.com slash podcast. Search for this week's episode, comment, let me know which of these revenue sources I've chatted about today you'd like to try and start working on. Whether you want to start a YouTube channel or start popping affiliate links in your Instagram stories, I'm rooting for you. I want to know what you're up to. I want to share the love. I want to support you. So definitely come comment on today's show notes. Thank you so much for listening today and happy DIYing.